welcome to Word Alive Broadcast with Ricky and Sherry Blevins. We believe that as you listen to today's message, God's Word will come alive in your heart to help you obtain victory in every area of your life. Welcome to the Word Live broadcast. This week I'd like for us to look at the will of God. Now everyone in the body of Christ is always looking for the will of God and for their life and are looking for the will of God in every area of their life if you're born again because it's uh, the number one thing that we should be desiring is the will of God. And many people, they pray this. So even born again believers, they'll pray, well, Lord, I I ask you for this, if it be your will. And I understand why people say that. They say, well, Lord, I'm asking you for this, but if you don't want me to have it, I don't want it. But if you do want me to have it, I want it. If it be your will, Lord. Well, the number one way to find out if it's his will or not is to get into the Word of God. Because the will of God is revealed in the Word of God. Now, a lot of times people try to find out the will of God for the born-again believer in the Old Testament, but you can't find it in the Old Testament. There are types and shadows that we follow. But the will of God for the born-again believer is in the New Testament. You need to get the New Testament, start studying it, reading it, find out who you are in Christ Jesus, find out the promises of God that God has given to us in the New Covenant, and say, this is mine for today. Now, the Old Testament are types and shadows of things that we should follow. Uh, I'm not saying we shouldn't look at the Old Testament and uh, not glean from that the things that God wants us to know and see, especially the prophets. But, you know, uh, we have to ask the Holy Spirit to take us into the New Testament to reveal who we are and what God has provided for us as new uh, born-again believers. Now, uh, the New Testament is different from the Old Testament. The Old Testament and Abraham's covenant, you had to obey the law and everything that you did to receive the promises of God. But in the New Covenant, you just have to be a born-again child of God, and God has freely given you all things. Now, testament is a will. The same thing if you have a will and you write out a will for your children, uh, it's the same thing as a testament. It's just a different word. But a testament is a written document providing for the disposition of one's personal property after death. Now, after the Lord Jesus Christ, he went to uh, the cross. He died. He went into hell. He paid the penalty for our sins. He was raised from the dead and seated at the right hand of the Father. And when he was raised from the dead, we were raised with him. And he's saying, Father God, I want them to have everything that I have because of the church. I'm the head of the church and I'm uh, giving everything that I have to them. All they have to do is believe. And he made a covenant with God. And if you'll study John chapter 17, he said, Father, this was the covenant that Jesus cut with the Father. He was asking him to cut that covenant with him before it ever happened. He said, Father, I pray that they be one with me as I am one with you. 
That means that we are one with him and he's one with the Father, that we're one by the Holy Ghost and we are not separated from God, but we're one with him. That is the new covenant. Now, the old covenant, you had to fulfill the old covenant by obeying the law. And if you obeyed the law, then the blessings would come upon you. But if you didn't obey the whole law, then the curse would come upon you. And if you'll study Deuteronomy 28 and 29, you'll find out the blessing and the cursing. But it says in Galatians chapter 3 that uh, Christ has redeemed us from the curse of the law, being made a curse for us. He became a curse for us on the cross so that we would not have to obey the whole law, but that we would be redeemed from that curse and that we would receive the blessing that God has provided for us through the Lord Jesus Christ's death, burial, and resurrection. Jesus Christ, he not only paid the penalty for our sin, but he also established a covenant with the Father that we could have everything that he has. And people in the body of Christ are still walking in this. They're saying, well, if I do one thing wrong, then God is going to use this little fly swatter and he's going to beat me and punish me for everything I do wrong. No, Jesus took the punishment for you. You have to understand that you are no longer under the law and that God is not going to punish you because Jesus took that penalty for you and he's, you're not ever going to have to go to hell if you're born again. You're not going to have to pay the penalty for your sin if you ask God to forgive you and you walk in fellowship with him. That is what the new covenant is, is walking in complete and total fellowship with the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Now, the New Testament is different from the Old. And in the Old Covenant, you had to obey the whole law, but now we're entered into the New Covenant, and what we have to do is to find out what the will of God is. It's by looking in the New Testament, and a testament is a will, and a lot of times people think that the will of God or the New Testament or the Old Testament is just a bunch of handwriting of requirements that were held against us. But in Colossians chapter 2, he said that Jesus nailed the handwriting of requirements that was against us to the cross and he took it away from us and we no longer have to live under that. But this is what we do. We have to find out the will of God by looking in the Word of God, finding out His will, and then walking in that. Let's look at 1 John chapter 5 and verse 14. Now this is the confidence that we have in Him, that if we ask anything according to His will, He hears us. And if we know that He hears us, whatever we ask, we know that we have the petitions that we have asked of Him. So if we know what the will of God is, then we ask him, then we know he heard us, and we and if he heard us, then we know that he's going to give us whatever we ask him. That is the simple truth of the gospel. You find out what God's word says that is yours. You go to the Father God, you ask him for it, and he gives it to you. And you receive it by faith. Because the will of God is revealed in the word of God. We could say it like this. He wrote out his will in the New Testament. He, the Testament is his will. And we look, sometimes we say, well, the Old Testament and the New Testament. But we don't understand what Testament means. Testament means a will. 
It is the handwriting of the things that God has provided for us. It reveals the word of God and the plan of God for our lives. You see, the, the will of God was written to mankind to reveal the plan, the purpose of God that he has for us, and the things he's provided for us. It's the will of God for our lives. The New Testament is the revised will of God, revealing what the Lord Jesus Christ purchased for us in his death, burial, and resurrection. He's also made a way for us to re receive all the promises of God. He made a way for us to receive them all. He said, all you got to do is come to the Father in faith, asking him for the things that God has provided for us and receive those and believe that you have them when you pray. In Hebrews eleven six, it says, but without faith, it is impossible to please him for he who comes to God must believe that he is and that he is a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. He said, without faith, you can't receive the promises of God, but with faith, you can. But faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. So in other words, when you hear the will of God, it produces faith in your heart. And when you have faith in your heart, you come before God, you ask him for those things, and you say, I have that now because I ask him for it. It's mine. He's not withholding anything from the children of God. And the only qualification that you have to have to enter into the will of God is to be a child of God. That's the only qualification. You have to be a child of God to qualify to be an heir of the will of God. And when you're a child of God, you're automatically qualified to be an heir of the will of God. Now, in Colossians chapter 1, it says that we, he has qualified us to be partakers of the inheritance of, of God in Christ Jesus. And we have to understand this by getting into the will of God, that every promise of God is in Christ. So if it's in Christ, then it is ours, because we are in Christ. Amen? Now let's look at Romans chapter 8 and verse 15. For you did not receive the spirit of bondage again to fear, but you received the spirit of adoption by whom we cry out, Abba, Father. The Spirit himself bears witness with our spirit that we are his children, and if children, then heirs, heirs of God and joint heirs with Christ, if indeed we suffer with him, that we may also be glorified together. Well, he's saying here that if you're a child of God, then you're an heir of God and a joint heir with Christ. So if you're a joint heir with Christ, then everything that the word of God says is yours. He left nothing out. He's given us all things that pertain to life and godliness. He's withholding not one thing from you whatsoever. So when, when we come before God, we don't have to ask him if it's his will. We just thank him that it is ours. We don't have to come and say, well, Father, if it's your will, no, we know what the will of God is because we've asked him according to the word of God. We know it is his will, and we know that we have the petitions we've asked of him because we know it's his will, 
And if we know it's his will that whatever we've asked of him, we have it when we ask it. When we ask him for it. Well, I don't have it in my hands. Well, we ask him by faith. And faith is the substance of things hoped for. It's the evidence of things not seen. And then we have to have the faith of God and speak those things that be not as though they were. So what do you do? You say, I thank you, Father. I've got that now. You speak the word of God out of your mouth and say, Father, I've asked you for, it could be healing. Well, I don't feel better. I thank you, Father God. I received my healing when I prayed, and it is mine. It is mine now, and it'll always be mine. could be a financial situation. When you ask him for it, it's yours when you pray, and you keep thanking him for it until it manifests in your life. Because he's withholding not one thing from a child of God, and he ha- he has no respecter of persons. He won't give one person more than another. We just have to use our faith. If you would like to receive a CD or MP3 version of this week's message or other messages, please give a donation of $8 for a CD or $5 for an MP3. Instructions on how to give and receive are located under the Giving tab of our website, which is located at wacba.org. Thank you. Thank you for listening to today's message. If you would like to receive Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, you can contact us at our website at wacba.org. If you would like to contact us for prayer, to give, or any other reason, you can do so by going to our website, wacba.org, or by mail at Word Alive Church, P.O. Box 3067, Broken Arrow, Oklahoma 74013.